The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Toronto Hoop Ball Raptors podcast. I am Brendan Hodgins and I am here today with Kieran Smythe. What's up, everybody? And Ben Harrison. How's it going, everyone? And we are getting excited to talk about all sorts of stuff, but first we'll just have to get some of the housekeeping out of the way. If you're looking to follow the podcast, please hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors. And Ben, do you want to tell the people how they can find you? Yes, indeed. They can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's the same handle on both. Go ahead and follow me at Benny and the Raps. Kieran, same question. Yeah, on Instagram, I'm KDilla1981 and Twitter at K underscore Dilla. And if you're looking to see what I am saying, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. Also, if you get the chance, please head on down to hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. There's a special promotion on right now for new uh, incoming people that are looking to sign up for it. Uh, it's a great deal. Go on, take a look at what, what they got going on. And even if you have been uh, with them already, I believe there's a little something something in there for you as well. So please head on down to hoop-ball.com. All right, so uh, just give a quick preview of what we're going to be talking about to everybody here today. Uh, we're going to start off with a little check-in on the finals, and then uh, reports of the Raptors hiring a new assistant coach. Raptors are apparently interested in Nerlens Noel, and then we get to the heart of the order here. It's going to be a look at the fourth overall picks from the last 20-ish years, uh, including uh, two that the Raptors have. So, Garrett. Yes. The last uh, couple of games here in the finals, what do you Isn't think? Uh, uh, what about that series? block there? Yeah, that was just wild. Um, yeah, this is kind of without any real skin in the game. This is what I was hoping for the finals would be is a is a good series. And I was kind of getting a little worried after the first two games. But, uh, you know, they battled back and uh, it's been pretty crazy. Giannis has been a machine. I mean, it's just crazy how many people have stepped up. I think they... Uh, it was the first time ever three three people with 40 points in a finals game or something like that. So, you know, it's just people are going off. Devin Booker's been outstanding. Um, well, when you get seven fouls, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's turned into a great series. So it's, uh, it's starting fresh now. So it's getting exciting. Ben, do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on the finals going on here? Well, yeah, I agree. It's uh, it really has turned into a great series. And any you know thoughts people had that it was going to be a a ho hum finals because we didn't have a big city involved or or whatever. Um, that's all kind of been put to bed because yeah, every uh, uh, pretty much every game has been great. Last night especially was just down to the wire. And um, yeah, Giannis's block was outstanding. Um, I've heard a lot of people comparing it to LeBron's game seven block. I'm not ready to go there. Yeah. But it was <laughs> it was one hell of a play. Um, it's just amazing how he can like be in two places at once. Like he got there before the ball did. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's just uh, you know Giannis has really cemented himself. I think whenever LeBron 
hangs up his hat, Giannis is the next best player in the league who can just affect the game so much on both ends and really impose his will. Like, he had a pretty off night offensively, and he still had, what, like 26, 14, and 8 or something like that, so... Yeah, he's pretty unstoppable. I feel kind of bad for Chris Paul if this doesn't go well. I was just sort of, I was trying yeah. to figure out who I'm rooting for in all of this. And I just before the series, I'm like, okay, yes, I want Phoenix to win. Let's, you know, do it for Chris Paul. And then looking good and now this. So um, I'm still kind of, that's who I'm pulling for. Um, I wouldn't be upset, you know, Giannis can deserve it. But uh, yeah, Chris Paul, uh, it'd be a good, good conclusion to his story kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, he's been struggling a little yeah, bit the last I, couple of games with the turnovers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll see what he can uh, what he can pull together. He's a vet, you know, so we'll see. Can't I'll say they're still, um, I just looked up the odds, they're still favored. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah the home best of three series right now, right? Yeah. And yeah. have the two home games. Yeah, it's a best of three now. And um, it's kind of funny, Giannis is the favorite to win finals MVP, even though they're not favored to win. But uh, Chris Paul's right behind him ahead of Devin Booker, so. Which is weird because doesn't Devin Booker have like some? He has, I know in the playoffs he has three 40 point games already, right? Yeah, it's finals, finals MVP though, right? Yeah. So. No, but he, like I was looking at the stat earlier, how crazy is like he's one of only three people ever to do it or something along those lines at his age. Doesn't surprise me. Second, let's let's take a look at this. Anyways, uh, anything else to talk about uh, on these games here? No. What do we got? Saturday. I think they do. There's two two days between. Or sorry, one day between this one, and then we go back to the, the extra days off. I think they're really stretching this final series out. Um, so yeah, we'll check that on Saturday. That'll be a good one. Yeah, despite the odds, I think Milwaukee's going to take it. They just they have too much experience compared to Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like we kind of saw it in the last two minutes last night. Um, and those are the big moments that are that tend to determine series. So yeah. if I'm picking, I'm going with Milwaukee. Probably going to go to seven, but uh, I still think Milwaukee. Hmm. Interesting. I'm still rooting for uh, Phoenix. I think they'll pull it together. I can't. They see, play much better at home. Yeah. I can't see Chris Paul. Yeah, continuing to struggle like that. So I think once he tightens it up, I think uh, they'll be laughing. Yeah, and I will say I haven't seen like ball movement like Phoenix has going on since maybe like the Spurs back in the day. It's impressive. But. Yeah, well, it should be a good uh, three remaining games here. I know that they still have a bunch of you know time in between each game, so it could stretch out for another like, week. Yeah. But uh, looks like it's going to be entertaining basketball no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know if I care who wins. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to see CP3 uh, yeah. get one ring. But it would be cool for, like, at this point, if Giannis gets a ring, are there still going to be people that are, well, he can't shoot free throws. Like, all that bull crap mm-hmm. that keeps coming around is like, okay, let's get that out of the way. He's got a ring. He has two MVPs. If they win, he's probably going to have a finals MVP. Yeah. And he still can't be stopped. I don't care where he shoots from. No one can stop him yeah. getting 30. So, <laughs> you know. But those free throws are atrocious. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Crazy. So in the last two minutes last night, they you know they did the smart thing, and he was just handing it right off to uh, Middleton because obviously he can hit the free throws. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right. Uh, another. Do you see them counting though? So the fans, yeah. they're they're oh, counting doing that in for Phoenix a few series <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it seems to be working because I don't know the shots aren't getting any better. 
And they always get to, they count a little quick, so they get to 10 fast. I'm sure they're making even the refs kind of second guess their counts. And oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't even really like, I thought there was probably a rule for that sort of thing, but I didn't even really like know for sure that there was one until it's all come down to the fans counting out every single time he goes up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like that thing. batter's box rule. It just never happens, and, uh, right? So baseball. you don't hear about it. Yeah. Because yeah. he right, needs 10 uh, seconds. <laughs> a little Raptors news here. Uh, report out there, I believe it was Mark Stein uh, at the Stein line who uh, said or posted on Twitter, uh, Raptors looking to add a new assistant coach, Trevor Gleason from the NBL, which is the uh, National Basketball League of Australia. Um, have you guys seen anything about this report, Ben? Well, um, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about it, but I guess we did need someone to replace uh, our man Sergio there because he he left for a head coaching position overseas. Um, I can't recall which league, but um, so he's moving up in the world. But yeah, so we're replacing him. But uh, my first thought on that is like, did we bring him in to speak uh, Outback with Ben Simmons? Is that the plan? <laughs> too soon. Yeah, and it's like, or no? or, are they, or is it just a little too late uh, to have him in there for Baines? Ouch. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. That's, That's good how point. we're going to keep Baines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing we? everything we can to keep Aaron Baines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want? We'll bring him yeah, in. Anybody, yeah. 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 This is high school but coach yeah, or something. Um, he's got a... Like how the Lakers have story. all... Sorry, oh, go ahead. There, ben. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I was so... just going to say, like how the Lakers have uh, all three of uh, Giannis's brothers or whatever on the team. <laughs> Oh, every uh, basketball team tried to just get whatever Giannis sibling they could find <laughs> to get on their team yeah. to see if he would go over there, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he's, he does have uh, five championships in the NBL, so he's got a bit of a history of winning. Um, we'll see if it translates over to the NBA. I know Australia tends to have a good national program, and mm-hmm. uh, that the NBL is considered to be a pretty good league for overseas. So, you know, hopefully it's, uh, it's something good, and the Raptors... You know, it's always hard to replace guys you've had for uh, a long time. You know, Sergio's been with the team for a bit. Um, and they lost Chris Finch last year. So let's uh, yeah. hope that uh, they can get and the new the blood in. And the Pacers guy as well. Yep. I read well, it was he the, might be uh, coming back, yeah. I read somewhere it was like the fourth assistant in the last year that's uh, left the team. So, um, we're, yeah. Well, that's we're, kind of a good thing, right? That's what happens yeah. when you win, yeah. Yeah. They people want your players and your coaches. So, anyways, new guy coming in, Trevor Gleason. We are. I don't think it's been completed or anything along the lines yet. But if we'll it see. does get all set up, I uh, wish him the best and uh, could be good. Could be long bad. career with the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, more Raptors news. Yeah, apparently they uh, have shown some interest in the Knicks center Nerlens Noel, who I believe is entering the free agent market. Um, mm-hmm. He'd be pretty similar to a Kem Birch in some aspects, but a little bit more on the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like last year, he averaged three point three defensive, uh, you know, plays per game. Uh, that what that means like steals or blocks. I think he had two blocks per game, which is pretty in, pretty intense. And uh, he mm-hmm. did for a while have to. He wasn't the starter right off the bat, um, and then he had to split a little bit of time with uh, Taj Gibson going down at the end there. So some of his numbers are a little deflated for the year as far as scoring and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, the Knicks added a bunch of you know scoring first players, Derek Rose and uh, Randall, right? So 
looks like a kind of guy though mm. that uh, is exactly what the Raptors need someone who can defend the rim and uh, score off the pick and roll that sort of thing yeah my buddy's a uh, well from New York he's a big Knicks fan and I always give him a hard time about Nerlens Noel because I just found it <laughs> such a ridiculous name more than anything else um, but yeah he always you know he anytime uh, anytime you know he had a big game or anything he'd send me Nerlens all in capital letters and uh <laughs> So from from based on that alone, I feel like uh, yeah he'd be a solid uh, a solid addition right like for our, for our needs at center. But yeah, even in the games that we played against him, he had some pretty big uh, monster defensive plays. Not necessarily on the offensive end all the time, but uh, again, that's like we said throughout the year. That's never really been the issue at the center position. So. Um, as you know, Kem Birch and Gillespie kind of show, and that's not what we need out of those positions. We get it sometimes, and he's done it a few times, but uh, you know that's really all we need. Step up the odd game. Otherwise, just do your job, get those rebounds, get those blocks, box out. And uh, yeah, I think uh, he'd, he'd definitely be an interesting, uh, an interesting direction, especially if we could still hold on to somebody like Kem Birch, or uh, you know, and then we'd actually have a, a little bit of size when we need it. Be crazy. Yeah, that's fair. And like, obviously, yeah. there's so much that could. Again, the only thing is on top of. Oh, sorry, Ben. I'll let you finish or finish the thought there, and then I'll jump in. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, the only thing is, is like, if somehow we get Mobley, like he defaults for mm-hmm. whatever reason, then this is you know pretty much probably not. Yeah, I happen, guess. But. Yeah, we're kind of all talking as if we're not going to get him because I don't even want to get my hopes up that we're going to get him. So, and I don't think we will. The but, Cavs are pretty good at doing weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It is <laughs> yeah. possible, so anything can happen. They're pretty good at messing up picks. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, Houston has reported that they're not interested. They're, I think they want to go with Jalen Green, where there's just reports out that they're really interested in Jalen Green. So, right, right. Yeah, you never, you never know. Hmm. But then again, if yeah. he goes second or anything, then... Well, he's supposed to go second, but, like, if the, yeah, the Cavs pull a whatever yeah and uh houston goes to Jalen green then you know we're that's probably the guy we're gonna pick hmm. yeah i guess i think i mean if i was cleveland if i wasn't taking mobley i'd be trading out of that pick right because yeah, someone would jump up yeah yeah everybody's but, always uh, looking for a big man that looks like they can uh do both offense and defense right so oh yeah yeah, that's my one grind with uh, Nerlens Noel. Like, uh, I don't think I'm quite as high on him as you guys. Like, he's a little bit too one-dimensional for me for like what the Raptors like to do. Like, I know Cambridge was great and everything, but when we're at our best, like everybody on the floor kind of does a little bit of everything. Like, should be able to switch, should be able to handle a little bit. Um, I see him as more of like a Bismack Biombo type, you know, who just comes off the bench, gives you energy, but not really a guy you want starting on a winner. I mean, he's never been on a winner, so. Well, yeah, he's not necessarily going to create his own stuff, but if he's working with point guards like the Raptors have, that's where he was. Like when he was, I think it was Emmanuel quickly was the starter, and when he was when he was out there, uh, Nerland scored a lot more than when he went down. It was Derrick Rose because uh, like the, just the style of play changed, right? Like he needs kind of he gets down low, and then the ball gets passed to him, and he scores from you know within a couple of feet of the rim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, and that's like that would be a great thing to have coming off the bench. I just don't think like that's what we want our style to be like bogged down with uh, post touches and stuff like that. But. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, anyways, that's uh, pretty it's up much up to Masai. Ra- 
Yeah. Uh, um, at this point, uh, obviously, because we haven't heard anything about uh, Masai, we have to assume that he's doing the draft. Mm-hmm. So at least he's going to be here through that. And that means anything could happen because we know he likes to be a little bit of a cowboy sometimes with his uh, mm-hmm. way he maneuvers through stuff. So could be a pretty interesting What's draft. his name? Bruno Caboclo, man. Oh, goodness. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. The Brazilian Kevin Durant. Still two years away. Yeah. That was uh, something else. Like, who? What? That's who you're picking? Okay. Okay. I do still remember the first night he came in. I don't know if you guys were watching that game. We were dominating some team. We were up by like 40s, and the crowd started chanting his name. Like, come on, put him in. Just put him out there. And sure enough, he came in and got like an alley-oop and then hit a three. But that was like the absolute peak of his career. <laughs> Nothing ever happened after. I feel like but it that, was so uh, exciting. I just remember watching and going crazy. I feel like Chris Boucher kind of got that treatment his first season with the Raptors because it was just everybody just wanted him. You know, he's the Montreal kid, Canadian. And uh, everyone just wanted him out there, give him some playing time, and he'd come out and just chuck threes. And sometimes they went, sometimes they didn't. But everyone was just rooting for him so much. It was great. And now he's uh, yeah doing much better now. So it's worked for him. Bruno, not so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> I had completely I forgotten. I think he's still floating around the league. But. Yeah, I, I saw him fairly recently. Maybe not last year, so I don't know. But yeah. much longer than I thought. I was like, really? Wow. Okay, wow. I forget where I can't even think, but just not a contender. Clearly, <laughs> no. He actually played. All right. So yeah, he's got getting... that epic wingspan. Nobody wanted to give up on. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, getting into the like we said, the the meat and potatoes here. Uh, the fourth overall pick. Um, Raptors have had two in their history, and we're going to take a look at the last. Uh, quick look at most of them we'll get into a couple of the guys because there's some pretty interesting picks in there but mostly we'll just do a quick breeze over of the last 20 ish fourth overall picks and see how many have hit and how many didn't really mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll get a little obviously more into the two raptors ones but we don't have to get too into them because everybody knows who they are other than one has a little bit of a you know he wasn't really the fourth overall pick <clears throat> okay Both so uh 2020 was patrick williams um, he actually had a pretty decent season, considering, you know, uh, he's a 19-year-old rookie. Yeah, I thought he was he was pretty good for the Bulls, but I also thought, like, he's a pretty good example of how quickly the draft value could drop off after the top three, right? Because it went Edwards, Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, and then you go to Patrick Williams next. Yeah. That's a steep drop, right, if you're Chicago. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really depends on the year, right? Because right now it's considered there's a top four and then there's everybody else sort of thing. And now, like, if you look in, you can talk yourself into any of the players in the top ten of, like, oh, they could be this or they could be that. Or they really fit in the moment, this team. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that this is the per- – like, Scotty Barnes can be like, that's the perfect Raptor. He does all this stuff. But he's like, it's not going to be next year. But, oh, you know, over the next three years as you develop them and whatnot. <laughs> but, that's always the problem with like when we talk about uh, Oklahoma having 25 draft picks. It's like, yeah, you still got to pick the guys. Yeah. 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 It takes yep. a special talent to come out and just produce immediately too. Right. So yeah. first overall picks, even a lot of times can't do that. So yeah, we'll every see. now and then there's a transcendent one, like, you know, the, your LeBrons, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But generally it takes a minute or two for the first overall pick to really, uh, get going it's we're starting to see either. some younger guys though get just insane 
you know start so so it's it's starting to become a little more prevalent like the Trey Youngs and um what's our guy there the Canadian dude um he's injured anyways um uh, shy no no um Jamal Murray, Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah you're starting to see some younger guys really put up some just unthinkable numbers you know for first couple seasons in but it's still quite rare but I don't remember a time when it was so many guys and they're setting records too. You know what I mean? Youngest guy to do yeah. this youngest triple, triple doubles. Um, yeah. LaMelo's doing crazy things before he got hurt. So, um, the future looks bright for the NBA, but the game's certainly changing. Uh, yeah. I think they'll, uh, we'll, we'll likely to see, um, a little bit more of that too, just because now, um, with that G league, um, so well developed and everything. And all these guys now are opting to go there instead of college. Mm-hmm. So they're 18, yeah, whatever, 17, 18 old season. NCAA changed the rules, right? Players can, I guess, but I mean, come on, they're giving like half million dollar paydays for one year of uh, G league ball. Right. Instead of going to college for the one and done. So it's pretty tempting. And I mean, then you're, you're playing against professional players, right. In your first season and before you get drafted. So, yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay, yeah, no, uh, Patrick Williams and then uh, DeAndre Hunter for 2019, who actually I think is a bit more of an interesting player than uh, Patrick Williams. He's, you know, three years older, and you can tell he's much more developed. Uh, he was having a great year before he went down with the knee problem. But um, the example of a pick that right off the hop, I don't think people expected to be as, uh, like, as good as he was Mm -hmm. and then like he's actually come out and had a pretty good two years in the nba and uh you know got to be part of that uh, team that went on a bit of a march there even though if he was only there for 23 games but uh that's an example of a pick that uh yeah when when is i think going in the right direction yeah yeah i suppose so i mean he's uh i i in this draft in particular i'm hoping for more of a star player than yeah you know, a, a third or fourth piece on your team like DeAndre Hunter's, but uh, but we'll see. It's tough though. I don't know that like we have room for. I don't know, not a room necessarily, but we got a lot of guys like the pecking order on our team. Like so, for there's just not a lot of room for someone to come out and make that immediate sort of impact. If you get like someone who's starting, they get a bit of time. Um, but I don't know that. Uh, I guess it sort of depends what we do with our guards too. So. Who knows? There's yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if we get Suggs within a year or two, that's your Lowry replacement. Right. And he should. Yeah. yeah. So if he's coming off the bench, that could be different. But uh, I think we'll we'll definitely put them to the test and let them earn it. So regardless of who it is, yeah, if we get sure. a center, you're gonna you're gonna have. I think that would be our best chance of getting someone with the most impact is getting. Um, Mobley. Uh, yeah, Evan Mobley. So um, we'll see, but. Guard-wise, it's a, it's a little trickier to navigate and then see what kind of moves we make, but it's going to be a wild ride. Well, you know the Raptors. They love picking their guards. Um, and then uh, 2018, it was uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I think was out for almost the whole year this year, wasn't he, Ben? He's played very sparingly since his... Uh, yeah, he's had a very sh- uh, rough start to his career. A lot of injuries. Going back to college, too. That's the other thing when you draft a big man, right? You're going through the whole history of the draft. You really don't know what you're getting health-wise. You just kind of cross your fingers. But, yeah, um, I guess when you're but, that, uh, yeah, so he hasn't there's played a, a lot, lot more that can go wrong. Yeah, that's it, right? And um, High impact. Yeah, exactly. High impact, yeah. You're 
whatever. Who knows? I don't know. They, um, you know, a lot of the guys are like pretty lanky. It takes a while to develop, and they just play so much ball through high school and everything. It's year round at that point. But um, yeah, I was looking at the whole last decade. Like, if you were looking at just the last ten years, um, that number four pick isn't really too encouraging. I don't know what you thought, Brendan, uh, but there's not well, a lot that jumps guys, off the page. Tristan Thompson had a pretty decent career um, so far. Uh, Aaron Gordon is, you know, still like I, I, I don't think every, I don't think he's quite lived up to it. But everywhere he goes, everybody's pretty sure that he's still got a chance at being a difference maker. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to say. Potential, there was potential yeah, there, but so yeah. much potential. Uh, Dragon He's Bender, in the Ben I think Simmons boat right fine. Now. Uh, Cody Zeller, yeah, Dragon been, Bender, Cody Zeller. Like Cody Zeller's um, been a good player. He just hasn't lived up to it. Yeah, so I suppose, but yeah, like out of ten year, out of a whole decade, you're probably not getting a single like Hall of Famer and. Uh, I don't know. Probably no, no even future all stars based no. on the way. There's basically a few guys playing. who are pretty good, um, yeah. who have the who have those moments of greatness. Um, but yeah, no, I agree completely. I was thinking the same thing, and I was looking at it, and I kept going down through the list. And like the further back I went, <laughs> the more I was like, okay, okay, now we're starting to see some names that you know you actually that yes. you'll remember in twenty, thirty years or whatever it was, right? Um, so yeah, there was a lot yeah. of big names back then, but yeah, recently not 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 so much. Yeah. So that yeah, you mentioned just... uh, you mentioned Dragon Bender there, Brennan. It's uh, he's a good example of how you can really change the fortunes of your franchise in one draft. Phoenix, uh, I remember that one. Phoenix had the four and the eight pick, and they got Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris. You know, mm. <laughs> like who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a not a good uh, not a good year for the draft for them. That one. Um, yeah, it took yeah. them what five six years to recover. So. Oh yeah, no. That's the thing. If you have a draft like that, where and the other thing is because it always takes when you pick guys in the top ten, you always hold on to them for longer than you should. Yeah, you don't want to admit your mistake. Yeah, that's quite right. Pride. Yeah, the GMs. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry. He's a reclamation project at this yeah, point. It's like, yeah. no, it's not a reclamation project. Um, but. Uh, the couple other names that were just in there in the last 10 years because we touched on a bunch of guys there. Uh, Dion Waiters uh, in 2012 and Wesley Johnson in 2010. Yeah. And I don't think we really need to get into it there. So, uh, but we get to the Tough more decade interesting... for number four. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and, yes, indeed. But we get into a more interesting decade here. Uh, I don't yeah. even remember who Tyreek Evans is. Yeah. 2009. So exactly. But, oh, he's a but, good player. He was a big free agent a couple of years ago, but he was another guy with a ton of ton of injuries. But uh, okay, he should have been a much more notable player, if not for for all the hurt. But there's some champions okay. in yeah, this he, decade, though. Yeah, and now we get to an interesting one. Uh, 2008, Russell Westbrook. Seattle. Yeah, I miss Seattle. Seattle SuperSonics, Kieran's original team. I, I imagine my Seattle had kept you know Durant. Um, I keep forgetting every once in a while I'm playing 2K or something and you'll see a picture of Durant in the Sonics jersey and it takes me back. I'm like, wow, and it was the original one too. It wasn't their new ones. And I was just like, damn it, why couldn't that be a thing? But uh, yeah, uh, no, that's... Uh, uh, what was it Durant Kemp? It was a team. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, that Kemp though. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Russell Westbrook at the fourth. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's huge. Um, I don't remember. Do you remember who anybody uh, looked up who went before him? Uh, oh, before Chris Paul. Or before Russell Westbrook. 
good question. Sorry, either way, I'm just curious, like, who, uh, you know, got screwed over there. <laughs> yeah, who blew it? Mike Conley the year before. Uh, Derek Rose okay. went number one. Michael Beasley. Oh, that's not so bad. Went number two. Ooh, there he is. Uh, and OJ Mayo. I oh. don't know who that is. Went number three to uh, Minnesota. I know of Mayo, but I don't remember much Ouch. about him. So, yeah, okay, wow. And then he was crazy in high school. Like, there was a reason he went number three. Like, right. he was a superstar. But, uh, yeah, never much in the NBA. Derrick Rose, of course, won MVP like two years later. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played eight no years in the NBA, actually, uh, Mayo. But, yeah, not, uh, not quite nearly as good as uh, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kevin Love went right after him. Okay, wow. So they passed up on a couple of, a couple Gallinari, of Eric Gordon, Joe Alexander, G.J. Augustine, and Brooks Lopez were the top ten picks there. Hmm. Brooks have finally about to get that chip. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, Sergi Baca went 24 that year. Oh, wow. Yeah, go. another piece of that uh, Oklahoma team that never was mm-hmm. with Harden. And, yeah. yeah, and he, guess who picked him? Who picked it? The GM. Supersonics. I don't know. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh. So, yeah, they would, that, like, the team they drafted, if you think about it, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Before the era of super teams, that would have been just an insane team. Oh, it was never seen before. It three. They drafted three MVPs, right? Yeah. And another All-Star in Abaca. Crazy, crazy. Uh, Toronto drafted Roy Hibbert that year. Ah, excellent. And then we traded him, unfortunately. Yeah, he was a great player, but yeah, the um, yeah, it was a much better decade for the fourth. What did I see? We got four guys who are probably yeah, going Michael to the Hall Clawney of Fame. Junior, uh, the next uh, two that was in two thousand seven. He's t- still he was yeah. still kicking, right? So yeah, yeah, he's uh, solid. Yeah, Tyrus Thomas would have been two thousand six, who I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, two thousand five. Chris Paul, probably yeah. future champion. List. Yeah, for the uh, probably. <laughs> I'd say he's either one, two, or three, you know, of the best uh, fourth overall picks. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, they don't uh, call him the point god for nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean Livingston, who I think had a pretty good career. Yeah, I mean, he played with the towards the end the Warriors. So yeah. there you go. And he, and, I mean, uh, did some things. He contributed. So you know, he wasn't, he wasn't just well. He was another ride. one. He had that horrific injury, and he lost like two, three years off his career. Ouch. And I'm just going to quickly go to the, the beginning of this decade before we get to the pick we're actually going to talk about. But Marcus Pfizer, Eddie Curry, and Drew Gooden were all guys that never lived up to their potential. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, and then uh, 2003, <laughs> picked by the Toronto Raptors, Chris Bosh. Uh, a lot of people out there don't mm-hmm. realize that Chris Bosh was a Raptor before he went to the Heat because the NBA has <laughs> erased all existence <laughs> of the video of that era for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, Chris Bosch, uh, he was a, a, I think I could speak for Ben here too, like one of the, him and the other Raptor we're about to talk to were kind of the, the reasons why we started watching and stuck with watching the Raptors for a while there. That Mopeat. Yeah. Mopeat uh, guy, I like Mopeat, <laughs> yeah. Chris Bosch was a, was a pretty, pretty decent Raptor, um, it just never really had a team around him, but. Yeah, yeah, he did what he had to do, I guess. Um, and yeah, there's a reason no one remembers he was in Toronto. Like, uh, yeah, there wasn't wasn't much to remember from that era, unfortunately, except for oh, him dominating. 
Yeah, it was always just so close. I remember being like, oh, I think they're going to do it. And then they'd have these stretches of like you know, mm-hmm. good play. And then it just all fell apart. Yeah, and we had a lower bar back then. It was like, can we just make the playoffs, man? Like, give me something. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? I know. It's another another lifetime. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. But uh, So if we can get another Chris Bosch uh, and actually have a team around him, that would be pretty decent this time yeah. around. Yeah, that's our Mobley right there. That would be, uh, I think he'd be a great fit. And that's where we need it the most. But like I said, we can make it work the other way. Yeah. It's just... That would be ideal. So we'll see. But yeah, no, Chris Bosch had a uh, yeah good time as a Raptor. It was exciting. He was you know one of those guys. Same with Damon Stoudemire back in the day. No help whatsoever, but it was made the True. game interesting enough, you know, and fun to watch, fun to cheer for, um, and then fun to hate when they leave. Yeah, and uh, another guy. Yeah, his career got cut a little bit short there because he was having some health problems mm-hmm. near the end, but a couple yeah. championships. So yeah. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite uh, draft screw-ups, too. That was um, that was the one where Detroit took Darko Milicic at number two, and then uh, Mello went three, and then Chris Bosh at four. Wait, Mello went three? I thought Mello went two that year. I did not realize that. Wow, yeah. No, nope, Darko. That. <laughs> that must have been. Because I remember being like, it was everybody, like, LeBron was expected to go one. But there were some course, people out there being like, well, Melo, you know, he's got the college experience. Maybe they should take him first overall. He's going to be a great player, too. He's got a couple more years. I think he's the guy, blah, blah, blah. And then he doesn't even go two. He goes three. That's amazing. Yeah, no kidding. And it just shows you, like, for some of these teams, it's like there's a reason you're bad. It's not like a twist of fate. Like, you just <laughs> look at the draft histories and, like, you know. Yeah. Big Somebody decisions can job. have a big effect. Yeah. And then here is, uh, this one's a little out of, uh, you know, the 20-year span we said, but this is the other uh, fourth overall Raptors picked, Anton Jameson, who uh, a lot of Raptors fans are trying to figure out what I'm talking about right now because they don't remember him. It's because he was then traded pretty much immediately for Vince Carter. And uh, Yeah, I believe the deal was worked out, like, you know, yeah. they agreed to make that pick and then yeah. do the swap, yeah. But yeah, Anton Jameson did go on to have a pretty decent career. But uh, you know, we all remember Vince Carter very fondly, especially from his uh, you know jam performance at the uh, dunk contest. Yeah, Vince Carter was a game changer for <clears throat> for the Raptors. Everything, was, yeah, he just the attention he brought. The, you know, the new fans, the kids watching, looking up. The Raptors in general, just being yeah. there, did that. But he was the one who was like, like I said, he won the dunk contest. Was an explosive highlight player. You know, he'd actually sell tickets in other arenas. People want to come and see Vince yeah. Carter do his thing. So, um, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. And, uh, yeah, we he's the only guy to ever to play in across uh, three different decades, I believe. Right, that's something. right. Yeah, when he just retired there. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and you're not wrong about the, like, the impact he had league-wide. Like, they even, um, there's a great Netflix documentary about it, The Carter Effect. It shows, like... Uh, oh, yeah, nice, nice. Just what he did for basketball across Canada and, like just everything for the Raptors and put them on the map and all that. And some people still yeah. call him the greatest Raptor of all time, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if it necessarily call him the Kyle. greatest Raptor of all time, but he might've been like one of the most important Raptors of all time. If not the most, important Oh, Raptor that's of all deep. Time. just because, yeah, because of really, the timing, like basketball hadn't quite set in in Canada yet. It was just sort of, yeah. 
you know, there were there were fans, but it wasn't like nationwide people watching. Yeah. And then he shows up, and all of a sudden, it's you know Canada's team. It's not Toronto's team anymore. Well, we also had two teams. Yeah, there was you know, but that team yeah. like you know the Grizzlies never even came close to catching on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not to say that's a big about country, Vancouver, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another team, though. You think about uh, things that could have been right. We had uh, Tracy McGrady and Vince on the same team, and I oh think, my god, did we have Stoudemire too at the same? No, 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 no. He, was, he was no, he was gone, but. Um, yeah, I think I, we might have had like Charles Oakley in there for a little while. They you don't know, post prime Oakley, but still like veterans. We had a crazy. I think um, they played with uh, Antonio Davis. Muggsy, uh, Muggsy would have been there for like I forget exactly how it all stretched out. And uh, Tracy McGrady came back like, a year or two later. But um, yeah, we definitely had a team like those two guys alone. You could build a, you know a franchise around big time, and uh, it's just one of the craziest things that we couldn't make that work and egos got in the way and whatever, all, I don't know, all the details, of course, no one really does, but, um, didn't end well. Didn't end well. We had a, a dark time after that. Yeah. It was different ownership back then too. I know yeah. there was a lot of screwy stuff going on with yeah, the front the culture is much different now. And, uh, I think it's gen- we're generally seen as a pretty, you know, good team to play for, for anyone who's played with us. So we'll see. Yeah. But, I'll take a I'll take a fourth pick like that with results like that any day. And uh, that, that's, that's kind of my expectation for this year's draft, right? Something something like that, Chris Bosh, Vince Carter, that type of impact, that type of player, like an all star. Okay, which was why it was so important to move mm-hmm. up like we did. Um, oh, big time! From four to seven, that's that's, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, huge, big, massive big, big, difference. Big. Like you're, it's a lot more guessing after the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing here with uh, like we were just talking about with Vince Carter, uh, that is a, like I, a lot of Raptors fans won't remember this one either, but it's the difference of where, how the ball bounces off the rim in the playoffs. Yeah. That turnaround shot by uh, Vince that just bounced off the rim and they lose. It's the way she goes sometimes. Yeah. So we got just to like on both one, ends. If Kawhi's one bounced out. Yeah. 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 We've, we've seen it all now. I, yeah. Well, and that's the famous one where he had, uh, what did he go to, like, his alma mater's, um, what do you call it, the graduation ceremony um, that morning or something like that, and then he flew in for the game, and <laughs> he missed that shot, and he kind of played bad, and everyone flipped out. Oh, Should have skipped it and practiced. Out. You don't remember Practice, that? And then he left yeah. shortly after. Yeah. I vaguely remember He was not liked end. in Toronto for no, a long time. No, right? I was one after of those people. Yeah. I was bitter, but I mean, you know, it wasn't all his fault or anything like that. It was just mismanaged and yeah, nothing, nothing good about any of that. So in the end, I can't say I blame him, but I can still hate him for that. (laughs) Love him for the rest though. Love him for the rest. Did you get into the nineties, Brendan? I was going to say the nineties were pretty good for the number four as well. Like there was uh, Lamar. Yeah, We're going to be here all day if we just Daniels, start, uh, if we start going down it. Oh, I know. It's just funny. Like when I looked at, when I looked at the 2010s, I was getting all depressed. And, but then as soon as you start going back, it's fine. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking before. I know. Like, oh, yeah. oh, what? Who, 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 what, who are these people? And like, okay, okay. And I was like, oh, Corky there we Calhoun, go. Yeah. 1972. There we go. Hey, Jerry yeah. Sloan, 65. Don't mess around. Sam Perkins, Xavier, <laughs> some Sonics down there. <laughs> 
Like, oh, yeah. no, there's Dikembe yeah, Mutombo, one of my all-time favorites. Sure. Lots of good force. I hate him. Well, uh, rather than having a three-hour episode of Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors, uh, we're going to call it a night there. Right. But uh, thank you very much for joining me there, Karen. Yeah, it was a pleasure as always. Ben, and like he said, always a pleasure. Indeed. Two weeks till the draft, everybody. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably do a quick update uh, episode right before the draft or something along those lines, and then we'll do one either the night of or whatever, depending. And I imagine in the next two weeks and around the draft, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk to as teams start moving pieces around. Yeah. The Raptors are always suspect to do that, so we will be getting at everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in here tonight. As always, we love you, B, and have a good night, everybody. We'll get at you soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Thank you.